Good morning. I'm here with your Black Heritage Stories. Today, today we are going to be sharing a very, very nice story about the adventures when we went on our honeymoon to Jamaica. This is a true story. And here are some of the characters. They are Jamaican Queen Nana of the West, Kojo Warrior of the East, Nana and Alori, and our tour guide, Mr. Henry. The music that you've heard in the background is Pedro Ithra Jr., the world. And he too practices African tradition, which this story is really truly about. But we're gonna begin the story in Moortown, located in Jamaica. While visiting Moortown in Jamaica on our honeymoon, our tour guide had planned for us to see the Maroons, where they lived and how they conquered not being enslaved by the British. Yeah, that's right. We weren't always slaves. Their leader was called Queen Nana of the West, the Maroons leader. Somewhere around the early 17th century, Queen Nana showed her fierce and brave as a warrior woman who strategically planned battles so Africans did not land up enslaved by the British. She felt Africans needed to stand up for themselves and not be put into slavery while telling them to go up into the mountains for survival. Even to this day, Jamaican culture is different from the four maroon towns that we know is called Scotts Hall, Charlestown, Moore Town, Acompo Town. But the area that we visit was called Moore Town. It was very old fashioned. Most of the furniture was built by hand even the figurines and toys were built out of sacred wood. The fireplaces had stones, big large stones with mud in between them. And we could see the cast iron large pots hanging over the fireplaces. It was like stepping into the early 17th era, yet eccentric, unconditionally very slightly strange to us coming from America. Thank goodness I've lived in Ile Ife, Nigeria, which taught me that sometimes the lights are on, sometimes the lights are off, sometimes you can cook on the stove, sometimes you have to cook outside, you know, as well in the forest or out in the back with wood. So it taught me the vibe from African culture living there distinctively very different from the main land in Jamaica where we were staying at our relative's house. 
the Jamaican Maroons fought the British. They're telling us the story now, which freed them from centuries of slavery. The Embolish Act started in 1833, but it became effective in 1838. But their traditional laws, which are still in place today, told us they have to live like this, go to the Blue Mountain Hills and live under their community laws, which are offering them their own freedom. They recreate African traditions. That's their, one of their laws, keeping the memories of African beliefs alive. They also were the first, so they said, to invent military camouflage by wearing the cocoon leaves, which are green, on their bodies so they could not be detected and to sip the leaves for hydration, which is how the Maroons easily blended into the environment so they would not, you know, be caught in the terrain that they knew so well and the territory which helped them in guerrilla warfare. Leading the British to say, you know what, they are very smart people and cunning, so we don't want to keep fighting and losing, you know, our soldiers. We don't know the terrain or we don't know that area. So let's go offer them a peace treaty which they did, very smart. They gave them a proclamation of freedom if they would explain to them their territory and what was going on. So, you know, I guess they felt that that was a good trade. But looking at the antiquities from the past, as we visited in our time, it was truly amazing to experience the food, culture, music, and to hear these amazing traditional stories, offering us a chance to really understand African spirituality, how it was used to confuse and defeat their enemies, telling us the story about how Queen Nana of the Maroons, so they say, had an iron pot always boiling in her house with no fire under it. Well, believe that if you want to. It's just a story. She was a spiritual healer and a herbalist, born into the royal family from Ghana. She had guerrilla warfare plans, and she did all the planning of those battles so well. Singing traditional African music, teaching African dancing, and asking these children to remember so they can teach their children, children, children. Everyone she felt had a right to be free. Even her brother Kojo of the East, when a shipwreck came into their shores, he went to save the people from Sierra Leone, located in West Africa on the Atlantic. They had the communication to blow a horn called the Abing or to beat the drums and they had a secret beat that only they knew to warn when the enemies were approaching, which in my opinion has inspired the musical world and many cultures that we are due credit for, African-American people are due credit for, 
And I believe they do give them credit for this, for the beats and the dancing that's come from Africa. Concluding to celebrate our Black Heritage Month is so rich in traditional learning, food, music, and culture. May we all enjoy and be sustainable together from the peaceful treaties signed back in 1780 through today's time. You've been listening to True Stories by Kathy B., creator and writer of Chiari Publishing Company. Come find your chi to write, speak your work into existence. Okay, what are you waiting for? Got nothing to lose, just some money. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for listening and enjoy your rest of the day during Black Heritage Month. We'll talk next week. Bye-bye.